0: Boz is reminding us of some things. Bam, we're live. Son of a. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: hi, guys. Uh, sorry to sorry to interrupt. Where were you, Jr. You want to tell me how we're going to do the show? Let's just go. <laughs> Let's just go. Welcome, everyone. I wanted to do I want to do like a, a nighttime show every night like this where we we talk about the games and the events and the news but fuck there's just too many athletes to interview we're like we're lucky we plug this in like we plug this in like a month ago right
0: yeah at least and i probably waited a week too long since we've got some some stuff that's already been trickled out
1: oh meaning you would have liked to have said your piece before uh gymnastics helen and the total came out
0: right, right. yeah yeah i think Fair it enough. just would have been more cool but it would have possibly and definitely set me up to be more incorrect. But that's cool. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run through this stuff as if that stuff wouldn't have hasn't been released.
1: Can I ask you now? Um uh is it appropriate to ask you now if you thought that there was gonna be a total uh um, an total
0: yeah I would have bet money that for the second year in a row a non-traditional lift would have been used as a strength test.
1: And and, and the and the the tradition and, and explain that to me. The traditional total is Uh, back squat deadlift shoulder overhead
0: uh so yeah the total is back squat deadlift press they're they've said they're going to do the olympic total which is snatch clean jerk and
1: you throw that in the bucket you give yourself a point for that non-traditional
0: no that that's traditional i would have said um like last year boz even came on the show and was like oh yeah did you guys see that post saturday night big lifts return to the crossfit games you guys like that yeah it was a great post knowing that it was actually going to be a sandbag and not a barbell so they posted all these highlights of people snatching and clean jerking and then he flipped the script and did barb and and did a sandbag and i kind of thought well what if they just say hey olympic total cool but you're going to use dumbbells instead but oh, you're gonna oh. do so that that i do think something like that still could happen
1: okay good because we were in our thread and people were su- suggesting that oh the gymnastics day is going to be in uh, the two movements they showed what did they show um handstand walk and parallel what was the other ones oh P-bars. yeah parallel bars it, it, and i'm thinking to myself that doesn't mean shit so you're you're on the same page as me that doesn't mean shit
0: well yeah and what's what's really important Before we get too into the weeds, is that they said five they said cross country 5K. Okay, cool. That's pretty straightforward. They said Olympic total. So everyone's thinking, okay, cool. I need to know what I can snatch and clean and jerk for load with a barbell. But they just say skills. So they're they're not giving the specialists in the skills category as much of a opportunity to know kind of what skills might that be, or maybe people that are bottom 10 in that. Well, which ones do I need to brush up on yet? The other two single modalities, they're seemingly giving all the details to already to prepare. So does that mean that they really haven't given any details and everyone thinks that they have? I think it's more likely that maybe there's a lot of details that haven't been released about the total or about the 5k run that everyone just assumes is going to be as straightforward as it is.
1: Um, hey, so you're saying that in that run, there may be 25, 15-foot walls that sure. they have to climb over that no one's fucking, that's in a cross-country run. Yeah, like maybe. an unprecedented amount of crazy walls, or a cargo net that's, Car could be all sorts of shit in there.
0: Sure, c- sure could be anything. Could be wearing a ruck. I mean, you know, c- could be anything like that. But I just do find it odd that, they release three single modality workouts that all of them, that everyone are is not going to get to do also because some of them are going to happen after cuts, maybe all three. And then they release all the details for two and they release no details for the other.
1: Hmm. Okay. Did, did, uh, you told me how you wanted to start the show and I already fucked it up. Oh, uh, but let's collect some money first here really quick. I like this part. Uh, extra sloppy $5, five bucks for every live show I catch between now and and the games behind the scenes funds. Thank you. God, I was playing with my cameras for hours today. Susie came over. We did a long uh, walk up and down hills with my 16 pound vest with the boys, walked down to the beach and back, getting ready. Um, okay. Uh, tell me, uh, w- w- what are we doing here tonight? What are we doing, Mr. Uh, J.R. Howell from Cross CrossFit Crash?
0: So I think the, the best thing to do is to probably go back to world-class fitness in a hundred words and, and really focus on the exercise portion of that. Because if we learned anything last year from Boz, we learned that those words still hold really true. Those things still should be what you look at in your training as an affiliate goer, as an affiliate owner, as a competitive athlete, right? So if we just go through this and we look, cause we've got a full year of programming to look at. Practice all the major lifts. Cool. Everyone already does that. Similarly, so just like you lift all the time, master the basics. Pull-ups, what they do last year at the games, dips on parallel bars, rope climbs. Everyone's been training them, jumping, doing them legless. And now he reminds everyone, hey, remember on .com when they were only programmed from a seated position? (laughs) Okay. Well, you guys need to be able to do that now. And it was supposed to happen at the Alpaca. Now what's everyone been doing? What they do at semifinals, seated. Cool. Push-ups, we'll get to. Sit-ups, we'll get to. Press-to-handstand, brought that out last year in the low start. Pirouettes, brought that out the games, and then they did it at semifinals. Flip-splits, and then I think, similarly to push-ups, holds are really going to be focused on this year. So that just kind of starts the ball rolling on some predictions, and I I think now is probably (laughs) a good time to remind everyone that last year, Boz gave us a lot. He gave us a lot of words. He had tons and tons of interviews, podcasts. Um, he went on Chase's show on the CrossFit podcast a, a few times and said things, really profound things like, hey, I know where the CrossFitter is strong and I know where they're uh, less diligent in their training. So some egos are going to be bruised and we're going to figure some things out. And like that is, oh my gosh, he's talking about probably higher level gymnastics skills and single under, you know, stuff, stuff that people really don't train. We don't really have any of that this year. He hasn't been as, uh, as much um, in the public eye as far as like some interviews go. But a lot of things on YouTube, like some of the Open Over series that they've done, which have been awesome videos, um, him kind of like doing a, a debrief after the fact saying, yeah, so I wrote this workout and this is kind of what I thought about it going into it. That kind of stuff is still there, but there isn't as many kind of clues you would say as I could find last year. Oh. Basically, I'm setting myself up to be really wrong.
1: Uh, um, do you think that's intentional or you think he hasn't been invited on shows? I can tell you I invited him on this show.
0: Uh, probably a little of both, probably just more more responsibilities. Um, maybe just already going through it once and knowing that there were things maybe he wanted to do and didn't want to say that maybe he thought that he let the cat out of the bag too early for some things.
1: Um uh and he was very polite. He said, "Not now. Uh, it's not. It's not in the cards right now." Or something. He said something very polite. Uh, Candice uh, Dick fit. Uh, say, get to the chipper, or tell us what chipper style workout there will be. Get to the chipper. That's pretty good. Um, the show I've been waiting for. Thank you. Lucky camera straps. So um, that's why you're starting the show with Glassman's
0: hundred words. Fitness in a hundred words. I think it would be foolish not to keep coming back to that after how true and grassroots boss programming looks to be. Okay.
1: And how he is in general in his character. He's pretty, he's, he's OG. He's OG material.
0: Oh man. Super OG. Yeah. And um, yeah. And you can tell is very nostalgic in his program design. Like there are things that, you know, Dave always talked about his past experiences and how he used those things to program workouts. And Boz is no different, right? We talked last year about um, him mentioning on a show he did with you in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Dave always used to have me do a press the handstand on the pirouette. So it was kind of like my circus trick that he would always make me do. And, you know, I spent time training, you know, circus training, stuff like that. Gymnastics in my background. Hey, I used to, get this beat up sled that I made myself. And I choose to put random stuff on it and just push it around in a parking lot. And what do we get? We get the alpaca. Like, I think that there's um, there's a level of nostalgia and a level of like life experiences that he puts into his programming. You know, he said a gymnastic coach of his, they were out, I think like out of track and there was just cement steps like bleachers. And he said, Hey, this is how you should be able to do your handstand pushups. And he kicks up onto one of the steps facing the step goes down with no wall. And that was the inspiration behind the echo press at the games using that ballistic block. So, I mean, stuff like that is, is, is cool. So if there is anything that I could dig up, I tried to, but I, I'm admittedly, he's been a lot, he's been a lot harder to predict this year. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: and, 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 we do know that they, they ran a test out at rogue and we do know that some, um, Dave has more than alluded. He has expressed that he fiddled. He, he did do something to the workouts, right? Is that fair to say?
0: I I think all he's really said is that in his week in review, he had some input and maybe we changed some things. I'm I'm sorry if I'm misquoting, but not, not I feel
1: like he was going to be really gentle and be like, Hey, I looked at it and I had some input and then he kind of finished with the hammer and we made the changes. I felt like it was something like that. When I heard it, I was like, oh, oh, oh
0: ooh. I think I'm in the minority here and thinking that I, I think Dave has been very, very hands off. I hands think off. They, okay. Okay. I think he he respects the gig too much to try to put his hand in it and mess with it. I think he's like, Hey, Boz, this is yours now. I'm just here to kind of help. And that's it. Okay. Okay. Meaning um, meaning that there's
1: a continuity between the open, the semifinals, and um, the games and and uh, game recognize game. He recognizes the art of programming, and he's gonna be like, okay, Boz has a,
0: yeah. And I think a- if if there's a if there's a focus from the company and from from the top down of like, hey, like we need to make sure we're still connecting with with the community, with the affiliates, showing them, hey, this is the games, but like these guys still do things that you can do. I think these hints that have come out are nothing but reiterating you guys do helen we do helen too you guys run a 5k and you never want to when your coach tells you you should do it hey these guys are running a 5k you guys work on your gymnastic skills so do we you guys lift heavy so do we it's grassroots classic crossfit that venn diagram I, th- I mean i think it's been really good owning an affiliate to see that and talk to members about what they think when they see they're like hey you know what do you think they're gonna do for helen I don't think I don't think he's gonna mess with it as much as you guys think I think he's gonna preserve the stimulus of the workout It's gonna hurt just like you guys hurt when you do it did you like Hiller's uh um his look- stuff has been awesome lately yeah yeah he's okay been, he's he's found some he's found some stuff i i haven't which is which is awesome so um yeah I think some overarching ideas though that Boz has that he continuously reminds us of is this idea of Stop pigeonholing things that you think are used only in competition. Stop looking at rings and thinking, oh, yeah, this is just for muscle-ups and maybe some dips every now and then. Stop looking at your jump rope and thinking, oh, yeah, that's just the thing I do double-unders with, but if I'm not doing double-unders, I don't do anything else with it. Stop looking at the plyo box and think, yeah, all I really do is – I mean, that's what I use to jump. That's it. Just jump on this box or jump over this box or do a burpee and then jump, and that's it. He's been very vocal about that aspect of – Training broad, not pigeonholing certain implements to one or two things in training that you think will come up in competition. If you're not exploring new things, if you're not going back and looking at the past, if you're not trying to think of what could be tested, you're doing it wrong.
1: Uh, Caleb, I'm trying to scan the QR code to order some of those awesome shorts Vindicate has now. I think that, oh. Okay, oh, fine. He, oh shit he moved himself Well, that was nice yeah uh okay uh run the test seven up and over 22 crossfit games
2: That's a lot yeah and these are how... one of the
0: one of these these videos are like gold and they're really good these are a year old um yeah coming up on it
1: and these are on the crossfit games um account youtube account yep okay
2: I don't think it's appropriate for people to take a certain skill like a muscle up handstand push-up and only train it in one way because they think it's going to show up in competition. In a similar vein, I don't think it's appropriate for affiliates, coaches, regular everyday athletes or competitive athletes to view fitness as just a test of my engine. And therefore, by extension, how I choose to navigate things has no significance whatsoever. So... I- I can just kind of flop myself over. And as long as I'm moving and getting from A to B, it counts. It's like, okay, sometimes that is the test. It's just a straight engine test and it doesn't matter, comma. There are other times where that's not appropriate. And we do want to highlight agility.
0: Peace, Coordination, accuracy,
2: affiliates, coaches, Everyday athletes, you know, fitness is more than just engine and having the skill, developing those techniques.
1: You can let it play in 14 second increments, Caleb. Let's try something crazy.
2: And that is something that, again, if you don't do it, it's only going to go one direction like anything else, like any other attribute, you know, it's strength trained, you're not going to get stronger just by thinking about it.
0: Yeah. So what you I mean that he said a lot right there. And do you biggest, think he said too much? No, not at all. No. I think, okay. I think this is me neither because me neither. he says before that talking about jumping and how like, yeah, it's like, well, you see this pile box and you just jump on it. Well, and up and over, they use their hands to get over a log and then they jumped up on a really high box and they cleared a pig. So they jumped in three different ways in the same workout. And he's trying to like drive home the point that, Sometimes it's like test six at semifinals when some people were able to move through it almost at a really low heart rate because they were so skilled. They were so good at the pirouettes. They were so good on the rope that they didn't have to hurt to do well, that it wasn't an engine test. It was a, it was a, it was an agility. It was a balance. It was a coordination type test. And then a lot of times those workouts don't seem to get programmed at the competitive level, programmed in affiliates. Sometimes, those bottom four, right? Agility, balance, coordination, accuracy, those are left behind. And if if you look back at his programming, that's what he's making sure gets tested now. And it's not just every workout's a suck fest, right? So it's make sure that sure you can hurt and you can just get the work done. But sometimes how you get from A to B matters. What movement do you think of when you hear that, the V up? Sometimes you can just lay on the floor and sometimes you can just flop around on the bar. And as long as your chin gets over it, it's fine. Or as long as your toes hit the bar, it still counts. But sometimes it does matter how it looks. Sometimes if your knees come up before your toes, it doesn't count. Sometimes if your feet aren't above your head, it doesn't count. So I think like that sets a, 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 a precedence for things that I think we could see, like just a good old-fashioned push up this year. I think that kind of lays the foundation. Well, hey, your 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 hips dropped. Well, what do you mean they dropped? Well, you lost a tight midline. Well, what do you mean you lost a tight midline? We're telling you that how you get down and get back up matters. You can't just get the work done. It's more subjective than that.
1: Wow, hey, the, has is it is has the push-up traditionally been one of those things that we've assumed CrossFit games don't
0: program because they're scared of the judging? Yeah, well, it's something that I think has been programmed three times. I'm sure someone in the comments is going to correct me, but... When are the times, Murph and... Murph twice, and then uh, the final one year when Dave announced it on the floor, the first workout was hand-release push-ups, get Uh, open over the wall, and then overhead squat, I believe.
1: Was the Murph hand-release push-ups?
0: No, so not not hand hand Hand-release was only that year. These were just chest-to-deck or vest-to-deck push-ups, so... Yeah, this is, it. like it said, that 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 quote kind of paves the way for something like this. Now, since we're already here, we can just say, like, in the last 50 weeks of main site programming, how many times do you think push-ups have popped up?
1: Uh, uh, what I do have you no idea.
0: There you go. I knew I was missing a year. Four years? Push-ups have been in four years? Push-ups came up 25 times in the past 50 weeks, so at least every other week, push-ups were on main site. Mm-hmm. To put that in context, handstand push-ups was twelve or thirteen.
2: Mm. To no, put that I, in context,
0: I, I, k- kettlebell swings was twelve. Right, so it's like push-ups, push-ups, push-ups. L- l- look at what we've done in in the competitive programming. Right, we've done strict handstand push-ups in the open. We've done wall facing strict handstand push-ups at quarters. In semis, they also did wall facing strict. They also did dips. So think about like a hundred and eighty degree press. You press in this plane of motion, up and down, upside down. You press straight up and down, but you press in this down plane. Mm. What's the other plane of press? Just a good old fashioned push up. During where finals, where was the was dip was a,
1: that was in the complex and workout six or something like that?
0: Workout two in the ring complex. Ring complex. Okay. So okay. It, you think, well, how is everything going to get harder? It's the games. It's the games. No, no, no. Don't think how is it going to get harder. Think, think, just. What is something basic? Look at the hundred words, right? Master push-ups. Like, what is something that maybe you're not training that you should be training? And just doing push-ups, real honest, what they called in this article, push-ups. Whether they're on rings, whether it's on a set of parallettes, whether it's on the floor, like this still holds up. This movement still holds up, and it's still devastating, just like a ring row or something like that. Where if they come up with a good standard for it, right? Could cripple people. And there's nothing that sounds more buzz to me than something like that, than something simple that says, ah, oh, you guys aren't, you guys don't train these. You think you're too good for them. Why?
1: Uh, Jake Gazan, um, I want to see one rep max bench press uh, at the games. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Hey, it tra- traditionally, when you say that um, they might, I, I know you're tongue in cheek um, when you say they think they're too good for them um
0: because it's
1: like the yeah, single some under. people do train them a lot right and, and it's like the single under they don't think they're too good for them they just had a lapse in fucking judgment um but um in cindy for just for example traditionally is the push-up the weak link for everyone
0: i, I think if you ask anyone who's been doing crossfit maybe for at least a year they would all say cindy is a push-up workout they would okay. say murph is a push-up workout
1: OK, and that's even for I'm just getting some clarity for myself, even for the elite workouts, even for the elite fitness people, because I, it wasn't until recently that I realized that for the elite athletes, that burpees, it was the uh, it was uh, muscle fatigue came before um, cardiovascular fatigue. I couldn't even I can't even fucking believe it took me fucking 14 years of doing CrossFit to learn that. Right. Um, but 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 it is still, it is true in Cindy that the pushup is the weak link for everyone. I mean, Mas Almanos, not ironically, not for me, but for most people.
0: I think so. Yeah. And and your point about maybe they do train them and maybe they don't think they're too good for them, but they're almost think that they're like, they were, a, they were a prerequisite. Right. And it's funny you say that because during quarterfinals, um, I think CrossFit training or the CrossFit games posted the push up, a gateway movement. And there was this blurb about like, if you're until you can master a push-up basically you shouldn't move forward into other types of pressing well that was taken down for some reason it was like a, hey here's a reminder and now it's gone and that's not the first time something like that's happened right where a post is made and someone's like hey you guys should you guys should pay attention to this and we you know we take it down but I think Chris Henshaw said it best one time before the single unders came out of the games he said you know what he he makes, elite level athletes do plate hops and single unders at his seminars. And he said at one time that single under was really important to you before you could do double unders that single under was everything. And you wanted to be really good at it and you cared about it. And now you don't practice that skill anymore. And it's probably gone for a lot of you. And so I think there's just something to, you know, Greg said it before, right? Like, when you when you think you've done it all when you think you're when you think you're good when you think you've mastered it all go back to the beginning and start again only this time paying more attention so even i think just as an overarching theme right back to basics and don't train the movement that you think is going to come up in competition right a big prediction of mine this year is that the yoke is going to be used not for just putting on your back and walking with it I think the yoke will be used as a zercher carry or a front rack carry or even an overhead carry, right? Because even like an empty yoke is 185, 200 pounds, which all those females can do unloaded. A zercher carry with no weight on it is devastating, but that's that strongman influence. But that's also, well, you can do so many cool things with this yoke. Why do you just put it on your back and walk with it all the time? And Adrian
1: loves and Adrian loves uh strongman stuff, and it goes to that other theme that you were saying. Don't think of the jump rope as just for jumping rope, uh, the, or just for double unders. Hey, I I uh, going oh, you're not to- supposed
0: to show that, Caleb. What what is that? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> put it up there. Put it up there. Put it, put it up there. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I really am kidding.
1: Where is that from? Um, that was good, Jr. You got me scared too for a second. This is
0: this is from, this is from. Uh, maybe a past home gym from, uh, Adrian's house. Um, there was a picture of a whiteboard and doing some research and I I saw a video and I was like, Hey, this is pretty cool. And it was two lists, right? It was a list of like lower body and it was a list of upper body. And it said something along the lines of daily above it with a huge underline. So like maybe, maybe he picked something from that list, like no matter what, I'm gonna get on the reverse hyper or on the GHD every day. Every day I'm gonna do some kind of jumping. Every day I'm gonna do some kind of carry, right? And it's just like when you when you see something like that, for someone like me who just likes to dive way too deeply, you don't ignore it. And if if Zercher is on there, then I take note of it. And do I think like a Zercher squat is possible? That could be kind of clunky. You gotta take it off the ground and get it. In what's the what's the Zercher
1: show? Your hold. That's when you Correct. hold the bar here.
0: Yeah, it's where you hold it out front, and they're they're amazing. In the crevasse. For, okay, yeah. Sure, I think maybe getting a barbell to that position would be would be pretty clunky, but you could do that with a yoke. How perfectly. how would you
1: do that with a yoke? That bar that sits on your shoulders, you lower it. It lowers all the way down to that.
0: Yeah, so when the athletes get sized, they just get sized with it lower.
1: And then and then I know, I know overhead and I know traditional yoke. What was the fourth one you said?
0: I said like a front rack carry, put like just holding it in the front rack and carry. Wow! But yeah, I just think that when when you start to when you start to look for implements that have only been used a certain way, a lot of people do that with rings. And we should play that quote from an interview he did with Boz. I think it was like on an Instagram live where he says again, like you know, it's a shame that you only use your rings. For muscle-ups, there's so many other things that you could be doing with them and that you probably should be doing with them. So, Are you
1: talking about push-ups again?
0: Um, push-ups, but I, I think that you can do static holds on rings, right? You can do an L-sit on parallettes, but you can do an L-sit on rings. It adds a stability aspect to it. You could lower the rings. Think about the Nasty Girls video. What if they put the rings just high enough to where you could tuck your feet behind you? But what are all those girls doing in that video? They're doing strict muscle-ups. But there's not enough room for them to extend their legs and kip. So it was like, hey, this is, this is where your ring height's set at. Just high enough, you get off the ground. You can get in an L and do them, or you can kind of get in a strict... Now we don't have to judge your strictness. Just get yourself up and over the rings. But if we move in the direction of higher skill, Back rolls to support have been on main site since like 2003. You told me that one day at the office, Greg got everyone to the gym and just said, "I'm going to teach all you guys how to do a back roll to support today," and that's all we're going to do.
1: Yeah, the rings that were hanging actually in the office, not even in the gym, for a couple days. He did it. He came. He came for several hours every day and tried to teach everyone how to do that back roll to support.
0: And you know that that on the high rings that that does create a little bit of cause for concern as far as like safety goes. Right. Because that is a high fall. If someone loses it, um, it it is, it is a little more, it is, it is a lot more technical. Um, but I mean, there've been videos over the past month or so that I've seen of athletes on low rings doing front rolls to support doing Mm, training the rings in that way. And I think, If anything, maybe that comes in the future, right? A lot of people know grid for back rolls to support and how easily people do them because it was one of the movements they kind of opened up with. And I mean, I have to think that if that was Tony Budding, it was really Greg Glassman. And that's kind of where some of those things started from. Um, But yeah, I mean, if we... If we think back rolls to support, if we think pullovers, stuff like that, pull-ups were on, uh, pullovers were on main site this year. And what is a bar pullover? It's just a backwards roll to support on the pull-up bar and not the rings. So if we're thinking about how we progress certain skills, sure. But, but I think there's a really good chance that we go the opposite direction. That it's not just how do we make things sexier? How do we make things harder? Um, no, it's, it's. You shouldn't be skipping the basic stuff first. Can I fall into the weeds a second? Sure. I feel like I'm already there. Okay, good. I
1: want to go to this push-up thing real quick. Do you you approve of um, uh, hand-release push-ups? Like When you say push-ups, for some reason, I I, I don't know.
0: Caleb, will you put up the U.S. Army fitness test that was programmed for main site, and we can talk about that?
1: I'm I'm struggling with a hand-release push-up being a push-up. Um do you think they have to be hand-release push-ups for judging? you think if they do it do, do you have let me ask you that just I guess straight up, what do you think the is going to look like this year at the games?
0: I would and say it's we're either, it? I would say it's either gonna be on the rings at a set height, so let's say the bottom of the ring is six inches off the floor and mm-hmm. then they're they're gonna be putting their feet up on a ballistic block or a crash pad that makes their feet level with the bottom of the rings. And they say, hey, maintain a tight body line, go down, touch your bicep, lock out at the top. Sure, that's going to be hard to judge. They're going to be locking out fast. They lock out fast on ring muscle-ups. I know they're one at a time, but that lockout is still the same lockout, right? It's extend the arm at the top. This is really interesting to me for a couple reasons. This is the U.S. Army fitness test now. They had Ben Smith do it. They posted a video of him doing it. The hand Is release this push-ups, .com
1: we're looking at right here?
0: Yes. Okay. The hand release push-ups that they use here are like a T-release is what I call them. So you go down, arms fully extend out like in a T position, and then you bring them back in and you do your push-up. So every time you're on the floor, you have to get to extend. So it slows the movement wow. down a lot. But it does, since it slows the movement down, you can see a break in the body line easier, rep for rep. And I, I could see them almost as an homage right, to the military, I and mean, it's what CrossFit was originally created for, to to use a movement like that. Um, sprint drag. I mean, we saw the spud ink sled for the hand-over-hand sled. The um, standing power throw is just throwing a medicine ball over your shoulder, right? Run two miles is there. It's a lot of things that already get trained, but the hand-release push-up and the power throw are two things that really caught my eye as far as like how could they kind of use this fitness test format as a way to test the games athletes
1: when you say over the shoulder you mean like the way soccer
0: players do it uh no i th- like think about how you swing a kettlebell but throw a ball behind you instead uh uh
1: uh like, like so. the strong man um when they throw the kegs up
0: sure yeah and we, we can go ahead and go to throwing but Anyone that knows the pyramid knows what's with weightlifting. It's weightlifting and throwing. It's not just weightlifting. And how many times have we seen throwing at the games? So everyone remembers the softball toss. Most people remember the GHD sit-up med ball toss, like for distance. Some people wait, will probably wait, say- Wait, wait, what? I don't remember that.
1: What, what, what was that?
0: Yeah, they they did. I don't remember the year. Someone in the comments will. They did as like a, um, I mean, I guess just a- explosive movement test you got a certain number of throws on the ghd sit-up there's a ball that was feeding them at the bottom of the ghd and they would sit up and throw it as far as they could in their lane <laughs> and that's really that's really like i found pictures on main site a year i years vaguely ago
1: remember ago. that that's in carson oh yeah let's see oh oh <laughs> shit Oh God, that's that that was sloppy. Wow, what's being tested there? What's being tested? uh, uh, What? um, Yeah, I I know it's being uh, tested there, but where? What do you have to do with the balls? Do you know?
0: Like, where do they have to go? I think I think they're just for distance. I think you got a certain number of balls in a certain amount of time, and then your distance was your score. So we've had God, look, the dude with the
1: yellow balls on lane one
0: shit the (laughs) bet. Yeah we've got that and God, I don't remember that. There's a trip, you know, the, the, the skills hint that was released. Right. And that's supposed to be primarily gymnastics. But when you think about the skills year in skills, one, I think they had L sit and then they had the softball throw as a second. Well, how could they test throwing? Like I started thinking about that. How could they test throwing? And there's, there's a lot of pictures here that we have to pull up how does strongman highland stuff do, do throwing? Well, rogue makes a bag with a handle. That's almost like a kettlebell. Now, depending on how you laid it out, right? It wouldn't be for height, but think about like a red strap, like for chaos, like on the burpee that everyone had to jump. And some people didn't have to jump at all. Some people had to jump a little bit higher. Think about using something like this, say, Hey, 2159, um, 21 of something, 15 bag throw over the whatever, and then nine, like in a sprint style format, right? And the bag weighs 100 pounds, 80 pounds, whatever, whatever would be like equivalent of a heavy kettlebell, heavy hey, kettlebell
1: Can slew. we, can you go through some other pictures while he's talking? I want of this bag. Oh no, of that bag. Sorry. Of that bag. That's,
0: I think that's the only one of that bag.
1: But there was, no, there's like a bunch. Here we go. Okay. okay. Sorry. Go on, go on.
0: Yes. So this is primarily used like, you do it for height, Right, and they keep increasing the height, maybe the bag weight is set. But this would be a way they could do throwing. Think about um, think about a yoke. Think about raising the yoke crossbeam up high enough to where you get the effect like the sandbag move in the Coliseum, where you get to the wall, and you got to figure out a way to get these sandbags up and over it. So you pick up this sandbag, you have to kind of shot put it up over the yoke, go to the other side, pick it up throw it over again, go over to the other side, pick it up, throw it over again. But throwing is such a athletic movement. It's an explosive hip opening movement. And it's not really, you don't really see it come up much anymore. Think about like, think about like a hammer throw. There is a CrossFit Journal article, I think by Robin Lyons, talking about proper technique of a hammer throw.
1: What year was that?
0: Uh, We can... Caleb's got it back there. We can pull it up. By the way, that bag was beautiful. I think it would be super cool if they found a way to use something like that to implement like that kind of strongman, um, odd object influence like that. Um, I wonder if Bill Bill and Katie, this is totally off subject. Do
1: Bill and Katie make those in the United States? Is that made? Is that bag made at Rogue Headquarters? They make shit like that. Dear Bill, Dear Katie. I'm sure it is. Okay. Uh, Hammer throw. Uh, Robin Lyons, what year is that? In 2006, I was uh, referred to CrossFit.com to check out a workout called Nasty Girls. Oh, that's what I want to ask you too. Fuck, there's so many questions I have to ask you. Yeah. So ask if
0: we just scroll on this, like it's okay. literally a almost like a tutorial, like on how you generate the most power possible doing something like this. And while I don't think they're going to have each person come out and and do a hammer throw, it it could be part of a five part kind of workout where you come out, you do this, then you go over and you do a gymnastics movement that we all know. Then you get on a bike erg and you go for max cows and then you go just kind of almost like a, think about it like a, like a combine, like an NFL combine type thing. And there's a, you know, what's crazy
1: about the hammer throws. It checks a lot of boxes.
0: It does. And there's a, agility, balance, strength. I I know I'm digging deep, but they use a spudding sled, you know, the carpet sled. The hand over hand. And I think the military uses a lot of spudding products on Rogue. There's a picture off Rogue of something that simulates a hammer throw. So you put a plate on the end of a strap, you hold it, and you can tell it is for like you could, you could wield it, right? You could throw it. Yeah. Similarly, similarly to get a hammer. And it's, it's, it's in the pictures too that you can pull up. I'd love to
1: see that, Caleb. I can't even picture what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah.
0: And if, uh, if, if you know anything, like you, if you follow Bill Henniger's Instagram, it's pretty cool because a lot of times he'll just post pictures of things and you don't even know what it is, just like prototyping. And there's a picture of some 70-pound, what looks like almost shot puts. There it is.
1: Oh, before you fit, So what do you do with this thing? You hold so on you, to one end and then you tie something into that. You attach something to that loop and you swing that?
0: Yeah, you, I think you loop the metal. Uh, I think you, you put the plates on, um, the end that doesn't have the loop yeah, and then you turn the loop so that it hits the hole of the plate. And so you can kind of just load it that way Wow! and train with it. But a few times Bill has posted these picture of what looks like just dumbbell heads. And a lot of people would see it and just think that they're dumbbell heads. Um, but they were posted a few times. There you go.
1: Oh shit! So I gotta ask you: You think a, there's a chance Adrian would fucking do that? Put a fucking ten-pound weight on the end of one of those, and let these fucking ding dongs go out there and <laughs> swing? That would I would
0: love. I think. To see I that. think. I think like. I think like broad jumps as a yeah. valid fitness test, like broad jump for distance, like they do in high rocks. Yeah, it it, it, it does. Is, it it is exhausting, and it does create a lot of fitness but how hard is that to watch as a spectator <laughs> and i think something like this is probably right there with it god i would love so, to see that if we can pull up the picture of what looks to be those 70 pound like dumbbell heads like they look like little shot puts right and he posted wow. them a, and he posted them a few times and just said like prototyping right and then there was another picture and yeah they just like looked like dumbbell heads to me And there's another picture of them just in a box of just a bunch of them. And then there'll be a picture of a pile of rocks (laughs) that he posts on his Instagram story. Yeah, And you you just start thinking about stuff. You're just like, hey, like, could we just do a, here's this pile of stuff. It's all these different implements. It's in your lane. You got to take it from one end of North Park to the other end of the field. And once you get it all down there, you got to move it back. That's it. That's the workout. You got a D ball that's 200 pounds. You got a Husafell bag. You got a plyo box. You got this weird power pin. Like that. You got a duck walk. But this is all your stuff. You can do it in whatever order you want. Get it down there, and when you get it down there, carry it back. There's nothing more like primal and primitive and Boz than a test like that.
1: Hey, the didn't they set. have that? Didn't they have that? Um. Oh, look wow. here.
0: Right. So where's this where's this 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 is main site so this is one that i grabbed back in march and and i'll credit brian for this because i i didn't see it he sent that to me and he said that's a very unique workout and i was like that's a really really unique workout so you just the instructions were in the video is really cool i went and watched it this affiliate is freaking massive they have like a legitimate football field looking turf oh is this gabe
1: Subris gym is this crossfit 209 it's so cool.
0: I don't know if you can pull up the video for it, but um, move 700 pounds of odd objects 50 yards and then just move it back. Use plates, dumbbells, sandbags, firewood, whatever. And, yeah, that
1: guy's got a bench.
0: Yeah, they use a bench. They use a plyo box. They use whatever. And I'm like, man, like, talk about just like a really... I mean, at the games, they've done something similar, right? There was a year they had this this cylinder and then they had a feed sack and then they had... um Like, I think they called them like the slug or something like that. It was just three implements. They were like 100, 125, and 150. They were all on one end of the football field, the soccer field. And you just had to sprint down, pick up one, carry it back, dump it. Sprint down, pick up another one, carry it back, dump it. And it was just a sprint carry workout. And stuff like that is super exciting to watch. I think about how cool Strongman's Fear was. And really, that was just moving all this stuff down the field in whatever order you wanted, but doing a handstand walk in between. So it's Is been that- a long time since we've gotten something like this that's just like I think 2010 and then 2015 when they redid the wheelbarrow workout where it's just like, hey, take all this stuff, move it over there, and then carried up those steps.
1: By the way, that was really exciting because they ran up into the stadium. Right. And that, right. that was – that. anytime they get up in the crowd, that shit gets exciting. What was the workout they did? Maybe you were referencing it in – I think it was North Park where they had like a yoke and then they had two – um, strong man's fear that's what that was that had handstand walking in it
0: yeah i think that's why it was a strong man's fear that he oh, had strong all man's these he, oh, okay. he had all these things he could move but then he had to handstand walk back to them to get them be- because there were em- that whatever that was you had what are those things you had to pick up those slater logs i think is what they called them like for And followers. i remember several
1: several of the athletes were like hey i've never picked up this much weight before like this is yeah. going to be I money.
0: think i remember you maybe interviewing uh is Je Jeff Patzer. Is that his name? Maybe. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe it was him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good memory. And talking about how heavy they felt. But that that seven hundred pound haul, yeah.
1: Yeah, those and you could do it in those things. And you could do it in any order you want. What are those things called again?
0: Slater logs, I believe. Yeah, those are ridiculous. Yeah. So last year, you know, they used the jerry cans in the Capitol for farmers carry. Um so, yeah, I mean, Kerry's come up a lot in Boz's stuff. Um, I mean, I, th- I think that having the sandbag event as a test of absolute strength already just tells you how much strongman influence maybe he he's ha- always had in his own training and how much he thinks that other people should too. Um, Caleb, could you just show that that pile of rocks that Bill put on his story? And I'm – I'm almost positive that that pile of rocks, just that picture has been on his story twice, like in the last three months. It's just a it's just a big pile of rocks. I know what those pile of
1: rocks are. I just don't know if I'm supposed to say. They've been coming up. They've been there for, they, they come up periodically for um, many years
0: now. Well, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel like really, I'm going <laughs> to feel really, I'm going to feel really shallow if it's like, if it's like re- a, a really, um, uh, spiritual or emotional uh, no, evocation. No, no, no you're <laughs> on
1: the right page. You're on the right page. Okay. All right. You're, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you are and you're not. I, I'll tell you afterwards. And I, because I, I had a, a very brief conversation with Bill because I was curious what the fuck those were. And I don't, I just don't know if I'm supposed to say. He didn't say not to say, but, um, yeah. Don't want to fuck that up, dear Bill and Katie.
0: So I feel like we, we, we've we've jumped around a lot already obviously but when we were talking about the push-ups you mentioned i mentioned doing muscle-ups from a lower position and it reminded you of nasty girls and then you said you had a question about that
1: oh nasty girls has nasty girls ever been in the games
0: no it's been at regionals before but they changed it to pistols nasty girls volume two
1: what year was that was that just a one regional? It was, or was, it it was
0: one. Of, it was one of the Panchik-Froning race, r- really good race year. So maybe twelve or thirteen.
1: And was and was it? Did all the regionals do it?
0: Right. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. And um, going back to the rings, I I, I do want to play um, the clip from Street Parking. Um, it's toward the top, Caleb. And, and this is an interview that Boz did before the open where, you know, there's a lot of promotion for street parking. And then at the end, Miranda's like, Hey, can you, can you, can you give us anything about the open or whatever, you know, any hints and stuff like that. And, and at the very, very, very end, um, you know, they get into wall walks. It's like, yeah, my members love it. Love the wall walks last year because they do it a lot in their training. And, you know, he says something along the lines of, yeah, ring rows and wall walks. Like, two probably most underutilized movements out there. Fun yeah, it's with
2: like- it. We do, and um, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. Got
1: any, um, got any s- hints? Yeah. She and won't that, block us. You uh, can let this play out, Caleb. We're good. She's
2: good. Oh, boy. I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> at every Open, we always try to put something that's a little bit new in mm-hmm. the Open, and so this year will be no different. We'll have something that's a little bit new but certainly not like new in the realm of. You didn't
1: make it a new no. movement. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: It's like if you've been around, uh, you know, the CrossFit world, you'll you'll have experienced this thing before, but probably not in competition and certainly not in a CrossFit games competition.
0: Our, our uh, community was pumped on the wall walks last year. I mean, I would say at least twice a month, we're doing wall walks Nice. and have been since the beginning. So
2: wall walks and ring are are like the the most underrated of movements. People just, they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm beyond that now. It's like, "Mm, I don't think you are. (laughs) (laughs) They're hard. Let's
1: go. Yep. (laughs) All right, cool. It's been so cool.
0: Yeah. So what was the movement
1: that was introduced? Uh, JR this year,
0: burpee pull up. That's what he was talking about. Oh, okay. For people up, so yeah, there's a l- tiny little thing there, but um, dot com. I mean, even there's there's a workout that I found with Ring Rose that actually gave a standard, and and it's the standard that that I try to use when I do them, and I do them all the time. And they they are devastating. Like if you're really strict right? Without keeping a rigid body line, you have your feet up at least 20 to 24 inches off the ground and you're all the way supine, a true supine ring row. They get just as difficult, if not more than a strict pull-up. And I know that's in the, ah, we're getting really subjective with judging. It's where we're making it really tough to know what's like, what if you hinge at the waist and you're bringing your chest to the bottom of the rings? Like, Oh, are you, um, there's deviation from the bottom position. That's not uh, rigid or, or whatever. But again, it's like, Hey, how many people do you know are like, I'm going to do three rounds per time of, uh, 21 back squat at 185, 21 ring rows. Like no one's really going to do that workout, but that's nasty. Like doing those ring rows unbroken. Like most people are not going to be able to do that at all. And what we've seen at least over the last year or so is that like, Hey, these there's these like there's these basic movements that you guys like don't come back to, and like whether it's a ring push up, whether it's a ring row, I mean ring dips have been out for a while, and then they came back this year in the form of the ruck. Um, but w- what if what if we kept them? We're like, hey, well at the games we're we're gonna do ring dips again. You're just not gonna wear the ruck, and we're gonna do big sets this time. Um, you know you're not safe again. It's not just all about all about muscle ups, and that's it.
1: Uh, extra sloppy uh ring uh push-ups. We talked about that. Um there is another one down here, I believe. Uh lucky camera straps. JR, do you think skills will be a collection of mini tests like max L sit hold or more of a high skill for time workout? I I, I think what they're saying I, is I, I think that, mini skills yeah, I or it. if there's actually gonna sure. be a wad,
0: right? Yeah. I would bet an amount of money that mattered to me on L Sit being in that test how it's served up. I don't know. I hope from like a viewership standpoint that it's just a GGG, like 5k run, one movement, weightlifting total, two movements, skills test, three movements would be really clean. So you have three Mm. different, Mm. three different skills and you do them just like in a for time format, whether it's like a, like a, a sprint chipper, like 60, 40, 20, do something, whether it's, um, like five rounds for time or three rounds for time of some kind of gymnastics only chipper, I think would be a uh, triplet would be really cool. But I do think that saying skills, this is something that I, I, I predicted last year that was incorrect. The age groups did it, the return of the skills, skills one and skills two, where you have three different things and you get a certain amount of time to do it like max L sit hold. And then, um, max distance, P bars traverse and you have to pirouette on each side. So think about basic progressions of things. We do you got think the- those will be back? You think those will be back? I I don't feel strongly that the P bars will be back this year. I could see them coming back to them next year. But if they were, since they've already done traverses and dips, like what's who's to say that all right, you're gonna do 10 dips every round, but you got to do five on each side of the of the P bars. So you got to traverse down, do five, pirouette, come back, do five more like why are you just pirouetting on the floor on a handstand you can pirouette on these bars too so you mean it, you mean like from that basically you're talking about turning around sure so you would go from having your hand on each side to then rotating to having both hands on one and then kind of reverse pivoting onto the other and it's a wow. skill that it would not take very long for athletes to adapt to i don't think either have you seen
1: anyone practicing that on instagram
0: not on instagram but people have sent me personal videos doing them Wow, yeah. So, you know, to answer this guy's question, I, I think it will be like that: skills one and skills two. Whether it's you know, like um, one minute max double under crossover. Think about the skills medley last year. How much backlash that got because we didn't get to see everyone who could do that skill do it. Well, all right, we're going to bring them back, and now everyone can show that they can. So you do like, like why only two then? Why not three? I thought you were saying three. I was. Yeah. So saying like, maybe you do like a max L sit hold and then there's a one minute transition and then you do, um, a hang gymnastics movement, or maybe you do something on the P bars or maybe you do a handstand something. And then the last movement is two minutes max double under crossovers. The only problem with that kind of thing though, is there, there isn't a race that you're watching. So I wonder, there are some things that the race is secondary. The show, the spectacle is secondary to the test. But then there are some things that's like, Hey, like I'm just watching all these people jump in one spot for two minutes. I have no idea who's done 20 and who's done two. So we want to be able to watch it and see who's winning, which is, is difficult sometimes. Now, maybe they progress down the floor. If you, if you think that the jump rope is going to be in the skills, and they're doing double under crossovers or they're doing triple unders because everyone's been practicing double under crossovers and now they finally decide to do triples. And every 10, you have to advance. So you, you, do, think 10 that's you do 10, advance. Is a possibility that there would be triple unders? Um, I remember seeing a video of Tommy Marquez doing triple unders like 10 years ago and right. thinking that for 10 years, eventually they would come up, but they never have. And the you know the crossover and the single under came out first so uh, that would be something cool to ask boss like hey dude do you just hate triples or do you love them and you think one day maybe they'll come out I know he probably wouldn't say but I think you're either in the camp of you hate them and they're they're too hard to judge and like it, it's already difficult enough to count double unders and double under crossovers like why would you ever do three turns and I think there are some people that think yeah it's a natural progression single under double under triple under Damn. So I, I, I would uh, um, love to know what they do for the skills. Um, I'm excited to see what that is.
1: uh, uh throw balls for distance. When's the last time they did that? Do you think that, um, you, so you mentioned going back to throwing, you think something's going to be thrown this year? Yeah. And um, some of the ideas you put are uh, um, something that's uh, on the end of an implement, like,
0: um, yeah, if they were going to do something like, um, almost like a decathlon where they're like, you're doing, you're doing these collection of things and everyone's going to watch you do it. That sounds really anticlimactic and tough, but it might be like a lot of people thought the sandbag ladder was boring at first. And then it got to be like the most exciting thing ever by the end. Yeah. True. So, you know, who knows, but I do think throwing that explosive hip opening, I think jumping, which we should get into more so as a, valid test of fitness i think things like that will be like oh yeah we throw a wall ball to a target and that's really all we do we never throw anything else well why don't you throw things as one of the most athletic movements you can do is throwing something it's jumping so
1: uh Jake Gazan, they should do the wheelbarrow uh, workout again. You think there's any chance that would come back, the wheelbarrow?
0: I would love them to bring that back out. I think Rogue, two years ago, they wore a ruck, and they started maybe the workout with a with a wheelbarrow, and then they did like some up-and-overs where they had this log, and they would dip under it and then crawl over it and dip under it and crawl over it. And I'm pretty sure they did rope climbs with that workout. It was really cool. The wheelbarrow was not super significant, but I think it would be cool if they brought that out to North Park and did something like an alpaca like a a hall where you're like hey you have all these things you can load them in your wheelbarrow however you want take as many trips as you want or as few trips as you want get it done
1: uh wad zombie i love you jr i think wad zombie might be in my town right now um i saw a text message come in
0: so i think we should get into jumping you know we're just talking about the jump let's do that
1: what? okay and, okay let's do that one second let me let me uh um let me call wad zombie and then we'll get back to that no i'm joking um uh they already paid for the pr uh the the p bars you think that that's
0: uh um that that's a i mean that's if that's do you think that i think, it's a, I think, that think that's influences really the
1: programming you think that influences the programming if they paid for them already
0: like they got 15 well, of
1: them sitting around and they're like well fuck we better use them
0: well yeah you know there were consecutive years that they used the ramp and the stairs obstacle like every year there was some kind of handstand walk obstacle course and like i bought some from from ai that supplier for my gym those were expensive and now you can't buy them anymore they don't make them anymore so oh, wow. does crossfit have those in a warehouse somewhere or were they just renting them because the ones that i bought were used at wadapalooza they still had the sticker on them i just peeled all the stickers off i bought them used so if they own those p bars the low ones and especially the high ones, which I think he's talking about here. Yeah. I mean, I, I think bringing them back would be, would be really cool, but in a different way. Like again, making you pirouette on them. Or do um, pushups on them. I don't know. That was know the, the high picture, ones, uh, Or the low she, ones. Well, yeah, whatever, either way. But the picture he pulled up of Greg Amundsen,
1: he was doing them on yeah. there.
0: And I think uh, this is, 100% Chase Ingram's idea, uh, listening to their programming show, it's not something I thought of. But Last year, we we had those final five athletes have the opportunity to do a press-to-handstand on those low P-bars and walk, walk across them, right? It was the low start. Well, we've got this Helen workout announcement. On main site, there was a press-to-handstand Diane where they did... I'm sorry, press to handstand Annie, where they did sit-ups, I think double under and press to handstand. What if we get these these um 2020 esque um damn Diane, naughty Nancy, like girl reboots and they do deadlift twenty one and then press to the handstand, walk across the low parallel bars and back to the deadlift press the handstand so it's like you know boz is really famous for doing roaming diane which was like one of the first times diane was programmed with a handstand walk he was doing it outside you may have filmed that or someone you know like it was outside behind a gym like on concrete so using those p bars if they already own them but not just using them in a strictly skill setting but using them like in a mixed modal type workout like they use the p bars for elizabeth elevated would be would be really cool but they're not just like going upstairs across the traverse and down a ramp. They're doing deadlifts, doing a press to handstand, walking across the bars, coming back to the barbell, like something like that. Um, yeah. And this is something that Boz is really famous for. I mean, this is one of the first Boz videos I ever saw.
1: Hey, you know, what's cool. Cool about what you're saying that, that kind of really stuck with me is the fact that you're saying that skills medley, people are like, Hey, we didn't get a chance to do this, we didn't get a chance to do that, we didn't get it. Yeah. Maybe either either do them single in single little two-minute tests or take each one out and mix it with a different movement, the way right. you were just talking. Yeah. That's cool. Right.
0: And I, I think that's what a lot of people think. A lot of people are are wondering, like, will we see a press to handstand on pirouettes where you do it four reps? where you start in an L you get to a handstand and then you control it back to an L that's one. And would that be too difficult to judge? But could you do that four reps in a four time workout or does it just have to be a doing one is what you get credit for just doing one, right? If it's like, no, you can do multiples is the, is the jump rope going to come back and be in that kind of a setting or is it going to be like, 5 rounds for time or is it going to be 21 18 15 12 9 6 3 triple under or double under crossover echo bite calorie right is it going to be like in a true classic crossfit type style workout um what did you say uh,
1: there was something you're like hey well, let's get to i brought up throwing and you're like hey let's get to what what was it Well, we
0: played that clip from up and over and it was it was talking about jumping but then he kind oh, of jumping. went off and let's let's right. talk about jumping and let's right. talk about how how that could come back up and i think we should start with a workout from the day on main site um june 11th we should throw that picture up there because sometimes on main site workouts pop up that you like that 700 pound haul like nothing like that ever gets programmed ever so it it is a really cool workout and maybe it's just like hey sometimes you gotta do grunt work well just like this one like hey Box jumps are programmed all the time. Double unders are programmed all the time. But that's really the only kind of jumping that we get. And in this workout, it's a couplet of sumo deadlift high pulls and lateral jumps over a 24 or 20-inch 20 obstacle is how it's worded. So it doesn't say box. And over laterally, which it they never... They never tell you how to orient your body when you're jumping over something. Not on main site workouts. So a is lot there of people a video with this. There's no video of this. No, not that I know of. But this is January of, of what year? When is this year? June of this year. So when you see this, you think about oh, June. Of this okay, year. like you could put a PVC pipe on top of a plyo box and you could just bound back and forth over it, right? You could have some kind of an obstacle. Think about what Wadapalooza did with the hurdle hops. They did hurdle hops, toast to bar and shuttle runs. Um, I think Hiller programmed to workout that was ground to overhead and pogo hops over a barbell, which is a lot shorter, but think about a movement like this, And how much athleticism it shows, how much agility it shows, the people that can bound them fluidly side to side versus the people that jump over, have to gather themselves, take a breath, jump over again. And for that many reps on a workout with a sumo deadlift high pole, something like that, a workout like that holds up at the games as one of those like, hey, it's not the workout that puts on the show. It's the athlete's performance that puts on the show. Where did
1: you find this, uh, Caleb? That's on .com. When was that published? It's unlisted. It's I think it's part of the CAP programming, but I found it on .com, and I just clicked on the link that is, was associated with the lateral box jump overs. What do you think about that? It's unlisted, JR, and it's part of CAP programming. What do you think of that?
0: I think, I, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff on CAP and this (laughs) good stuff
1: meaning it's good to do or it's like good for you to hunt and find game shit
0: well i don't know i've I've actually never thought about going to that um but i can give you some numbers over the last 50 weeks over the last year I, i started at the games conclusion last year and went basically to this week box jumps of at least 36 inches for males and 30 for females has been programmed five times Not a big deal. Normally, though, they're only programmed at 24 and 20 or at 30 and 24. So we see a lot of high box jumps programmed. Once they're programmed at 42 and 36 inches, probably the highest ever programmed this year. And clears, meaning jump all the way over something, has been programmed twice. And it was programmed once with, I think, maybe burpee box jump overs, but it gave explicit instructions jump all the way over the box. And it's something we've seen in other competitions, um, but never in CrossFit Games competition. Last year when they did Up and Over, that workout that Boz was talking about, the pig that they had to jump over was a clear. They had to clear it in the air. And to my knowledge, that's the first time that criteria has ever been programmed by the CrossFit Games, open, regionals, whatever. So... Maybe that was just something that's going to trickle down. Maybe it's something that's going to come back. But that workout on main site, seeing that was a big like, whoa, I need to star that one. Because this does check the boxes of athleticism, agility, coordination, accuracy, all those things. And if you were someone that watched Watapalooza and you watched Pat and some of the other guys with that had the sports background execute that workout, Like some people really fumbled around on those pogo hops over the hurdle, not just because they were tall and they, they, they couldn't jump that high, but just the fluidity of landing and immediately bouncing again, landing and immediately bouncing again. Um, I think jumping is, is, is going to come back back way back when in main site, they programmed jumping a lot and it was like, Hey, jump jump as high as you can up onto something as safely as possible and do it five times, right? It was just like basically just plyometric training. But there were also workouts like this one that Caleb has a picture of that it was Tabata touches to a 12-inch target, which sounds just miserable to me. It reminds me of my basketball days just doing rim touches. So like, hey, just do 50 rim touches, but no pause on the ground. So jump up, touch the rim, rebound, jump up, touch the rim, rebound. It's exhausting to do something like that. So we're not jumping up onto something. We're just jumping to touch something. And if you're taller, you're just taller. But they did burpee pull-up. A lot of times, burpee pull-ups are programmed to a 12-inch reach above your hand, not to barely over your fingertips. So just the idea of using jumping. Okay, well, how do people always jump? Well, they always jump on a box. Okay, well, how else can we do it? Well, we could broad jump. We did that at the games of one year. No one really got to see it. What about a burpee broad jump? What about think about a field and think about doing a hundred foot burpee broad jump, 21 deadlift, a hundred burpee broad jump, 15 deadlift, a hundred burpee broad jump, nine deadlift. And really all it does is if you want to jump less explosively, you got to do more burpees. <laughs> you got to go a hundred feet so you can either do tiny jumps and do a lot of burpees. And again, like, is that cool? Like, is that cool to watch? I, I don't know, maybe it might be really cool to watch. It may look really clunky, but it's still a really valid test and it's still testing athleticism and jumping in a way and doing burpees in a way that most people don't test.
1: Um, I, I think that can be programmed so it doesn't look clunky. It just needs to look like a sprint.
0: Right. So if you and it, and it, like you said if if you program it in a really tight like time domain right like you can you can make that a sprint and make people crush themselves jumping as far as they can every burpee just because they got to get back to the bar before they got next to them right right so oh, just out
1: of curiosity why why deadlift with that why not a rope climb
0: oh I just made up I just made that up okay okay. Yeah. okay i was just thinking about something that would like tax your posterior a lot and make it to where the jumping would be pretty brutal
1: uh the unknown hundred dollars thank you behind the scenes fun and in hopes of a pre-game show with jr friend and young yes young infantile keyboard warriors can go pound sand oh i think everyone thank you by the way that's awesome and i don't i don't think anyone seriously means they don't like young if they do they're crazy yeah we can definitely try to do that I think Brian is coming on the show. Friday's uh I think we have him scheduled for Friday's CrossFit Games update show. Uh fr- uh it will be uh we don't have Hiller on. Uh we don't have uh, JR on it. We could get JR on it. We could ask him. It's late for JR, but we c- we have a uh, Hiller Brian friend and Tyler Watkins I think this Friday. And thank you by the way. That $100 will be uh
0: very useful. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, we, so are so we you got, are you
1: saying you think that's going to be their lateral jump? Oh, and let me ask you one more thing about the lateral I think, jump. I think I think I think
0: they will jump in a non-traditional way, hundred percent.
1: Do you think that it would be better if that lateral jump was lower? The, the the examples I found, I mean, Caleb found an example from the mothership. I found some examples that weren't from the mothership, but they weren't people jumping over a box, and so they could string them together. Do you think that mm-hmm. that workout's better if you can't string them together, or if you can string them together?
0: It's better if you can string them together. Because so maybe the, make because the, the, the intended the intensity and the potency but i think 24 and 20 is is perfect like to to laterally jump over something especially if it's something think about like a, a hurdle like a pvc pipe something like that i think that it you don't have to cover much distance laterally you just have to get high enough over and over well, again well look how
1: look how this guy does it this is um a non-crossfit video but look how this guy does it can you use this is a totally different technique than what the other guy was using the other guy that uh, Caleb showed was going over a box that was so high that he had to uh, it looked like he was taking off with both feet yeah
0: no it would have to be like a two foot takeoff sure so it's more like a bound like a box jump bound um but talking about the burpee broad jump made me think about I'm pretty sure it was taylor's self's idea and we were trying to figure out floor layouts and what what people could be doing based on the floors of semifinals and we were we were predicting things and someone said something where they were like hey you know how you do the line facing burpee or a bar facing burpee where you have to jump over this piece of tape or jump over this bar well what if they just put two strips of tape five or six feet apart do your burpee jump over it turn around your burpee so basically you're clearing the distance in between the tape so you have to jump explosively or you fail so again like that's very simple but it's so much harder than just like a bar facing burpee where you're just barely hopping like no 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 like i want you to actually jump and cover distance so you can know what's could- interesting
1: about that too jr that that takes a small man workout and turns it into a
0: yeah, maybe it takes the burpee and, and neutralizes it. Sure. A little bit more like a burpee high box jump would. Sure.
1: Uh, Mason Mitchell, uh, Sevon trying hard <laughs> to act interested. Thank you.
0: I appreciate no, this. The... Super geeky. I apologize. We should probably move I, on to I... trunk flexion after that. <laughs> Since I trunk know you want to talk what? about trunk, trunk flexion, trunk lot.
1: flexion. When you hang a towel from your, okay. <laughs> um, trunk flexion. What the fuck is trunk flexion? Come so, on, Mason. But, what do you so, mean? I'm I'm it's I'm casual. It's not I'm I'm cool. What do you mean trying hard? I'm it's cool. I'm cool. Chilling. so
0: flexion. There was an interview he did with Chase on. Uh, Adrian I Bosman. Think, right. I think right before, right after quarterfinals, and maybe it was it was aired after quarterfinals had already come and gone, but he's basically, you know, alluding to the V up, right, and how that that is trunk flexion, and how in CrossFit we have so many. You're sure
1: that he, you're sure he was alluding to the V up. That was like, uh, yeah, I'm sure in hindsight, you're like, fuck, he gave us the clue.
0: No, no, no. It, was, it wasn't a clue though. I think that maybe like he was asking, asked about the V up specifically and oh, okay, said, Hey, after they happen, right? Like, Hey, oh, there's okay, a, okay. there's, th- there's all these movements in CrossFit that are, that are all about trunk extension. Think about all the Olympic lifts, right? Okay. Everything is explosive opening of the hip, but there's okay. not a lot of closing in CrossFit. We have okay. toes to bar. And we have GHD sit-ups okay. and we have regular sit-ups, right? Okay. And hundred words, world-class fitness master the basis of gymnastics sit-ups are in there. Okay. So we have the V up and that adds another trunk flexion exercise to the list. Well, what is something that comes up occasionally on main site came up once over the last year? Um, that a lot of gymnasts train all the time that a lot of people train to get better at hanging trunk flexion movements is a strict toast bar. Oh yeah, that's cool. But like, how, how would you do that? Well, you have all these pressing movements that we do strict for time, strict handstand pushups, deficit, strict handstand pushups, all that. But we don't have a lot of hanging strict movements done. Well, how could they do that? Could you imagine How it would look in the Coliseum if in 10 lanes there was a set of stall bars there. And we could pull up the picture of what what stall bars are. But it's something that you see in most gymnastics gyms. It would eliminate the, are the feet going behind the plane of the bar? Are they generating a kip? Well, nah, dude. These bars are in the way. So you got to do strict toast to bar on these. Could we see trunk flexion like that being incorporated a little bit more? I think what's much more likely is a knees to elbow. I talked about this on a show that we did maybe around semifinals trying to predict that programming. Knees to elbows are a classic OG CrossFit movement. There are so there, there are a few hero workouts that have knees to elbows. It's trunk trunk flexion. No dude, that thing it's your elbow. It's got to hit this hard thing on your leg. If you don't, it's a no rep. It's not, a knee to tricep, nope, no rep, nope, no rep. And anyone that's done these, much harder than toast to bar, much more bicep and grip fatigue. Most people have to do almost a half pull-up to be able anthropometrically to give get their knee to their elbow. And it's just not a sexy movement that's trained very often, but it's really, really old school classic CrossFit. And I think that it's only a matter of time before knees to elbows come out at the games. They never have been programmed before.
1: Uh, I like it, uh, but I, I really like the stall bars and the strict toes to bar. Do, do you think that the, everyone can do that?
0: Probably not. Is more of a reason that he would program them. Um, and do you have to keep your? Would you have to keep your legs straight? Uh, I don't think that would be a criteria. Right, much okay. like much like a kipping toes to bar, but again, the V up, the V up is sets precedence for all of these things we're talking about to be a maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, if your knees been, it doesn't count. Sorry. <laughs> like they can just I mean, say that but <clears throat> i i don't think that they would make that a criteria i think it would just be hey get your toes to that bar in between your hands they got to touch at the same time similarly to how they do a kipping toes to bar
1: well it, in it doesn't say in the hundred words it doesn't say um i don't think it mentions uh being able to do a toes to bar with straight legs but two of
0: the things it did say in there was uh flips and splits true Yeah. And I, am one of those people that think that, that like a backflip or a back tuck will, will, will never be programmed and probably shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't think it will be either. And a split again is like, I think it's a, it's amazing for flexibility and, and those kind of things. But unless we're talking about like a Stalder hold where, you know, your feet are V'd out, whereas an L sit there, your legs are in between. That's like the closest thing to a split I can think of that would, that would ever come out. And actually that might be a really good lead into holds. So holds is a holds is a big, big thing that I think has been emphasized. The masters did a handstand hold after a barbell workout for their semifinals. The teams did a sandbag hold that was devastating. That was crushing people, a static hold. So I think again, going back to the hundred words, master, master, The basics of holds. And that's why I said L sit, if I had to bet is what's coming, whether it's L sit on parallettes, L sit on rings, L hang on a bar. So hang from a pull-up bar, hold an L position. I think that that is the static hold that we get, but holds in general are something that not a lot of people, isometrics are not something that a ton of people train. And Again, the influence that the game's programming has had on the community this year, everyone's doing wall-facing handstand push-ups. Everyone's practicing pirouettes. pirouettes. Everyone's doing single-unders and double under crossovers. I think Boz knows this and knows, hey, we program holds on main side all the time. We don't really see many gyms programming them. You guys should be having your members work isometrics. Hang from a pull-up bar for five minutes and as few sets as possible handstand hold freestanding or against the wall
1: you think that would be there i think i heard you mention that to me one time in passing we were talking on the phone and you mentioned a workout uh a three minute hang and every time you come off you got to run 800 meters
0: yeah it's it's the hero workout coughlin and it's um it's accumulate i believe it's accumulate eight minutes six minutes eight minutes of static of dead hang and every time you break run a Run an 800 and do 30 push-ups, I think, is what the workout is. Um, You think we would see something like that? Well, until Helen kind of came out, I saw this workout shortly after the grips post, where they said, hey, this grip is good, this grip is no good. And I think when I came on the show, I was telling people, Don't think like, why are they like, don't think what's the big deal? A grip is a grip. Think about, no, why are they doing this? Why are they making this announcement that your grip cannot be a certain length? There is something at the games that having a grip longer than that, they view as a significant advantage. So whether you're in the camp of thinking Helen is with a thick pull-up bar, sure. That's going to give you a huge advantage if you, if you got a grip that's really, really long that you can kind of use to wrench. If you got a dead hang, absolutely a grip that's too long is going to allow you to just let your wrist do all the work. So that's where my mind goes is okay. They've said this, but why, why are they telling everybody, Hey, make sure your grips are this before you get here. Right? There's a, there's an apparatus. There's a hanging element that a lot of people probably are not prepared for, and they don't want the grip to be the thing that fools people into thinking that they can do it if that makes wow. if
1: that yeah makes it, it, like totally, it. it totally makes sense basically there was a workout that they were testing and someone showed up there with the fucking long ass grip and then they saw that it was fucking affecting the workout and they're like ding 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 uh we need to make an announcement about grips well ahead of time
0: think about rogue and doing the muscle-ups on the log right and how hand size you know played a big part you know we, right. we can just we can infer that because of the amount of females that weren't able to finish the workout or weren't able to really to do well at that movement. And yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe seeing something like that, you know, influence Boz, but I think we, we should talk about how Boz probably already has that kind of stuff in the back of his mind because A lot of people see that log and they think, Oh, what a cool thing. Like you're, you're hanging from a non-traditional pull-up bar and you're, you're doing them like you're out in the woods in CrossFit for so long. The external loaded object has always changed. All right. You do thrusters with a barbell. Okay, cool. Use dumbbells, dumbbells. Well, we never thought about that. Yep. Use dumbbells. Why don't you use kettlebells? Okay. We could use kettlebells. Use a sandbag and do thrusters. Okay, cool. The gymnastics apparatus never changes. You do muscle ups on a bar. You do it on the rings. Okay, cool. That's all we got. Um. Well, why? Why don't you do pull ups on a bar that spins? Why don't you do pull ups on a bar that's thick? Why don't you do um, muscle ups on a rope? Why don't? Why does? Why does the gymnastics apparatus never seem to change? But what the, happened? What, oh the, the weighted one always does change look at that did you see those parallel uh parallels? parallel oh, bars? They, were, they were like ropes i think
1: they were just moving
0: yeah so if we can go to some of these really old school pictures on the hanging category i'll kind of it, it'll be better to kind of illustrate the point that i'm trying to make is that like J. you what? take you go, ahead, you go ahead you take fran and you say do it with an axle bar Okay, cool. So the axle bar makes it more grippy. No, no, no. Do the pull-ups on an axle bar. Do it with a regular barbell. But people don't people don't think of modifying it or putting a spin on the workout in that way. And the first time I ever heard anyone talk about it was on Chasen's Bill Pod, Chasen Bills, when they were going through the Glassman Chipper, going through the Garage Gym, and about how Nah, man, like all that's in there. Greg was saying, Hey, like do, do, do pull-ups on a bar that spins. And look what I found on main site. Greg Amundsen is jumping from a regular pull-up bar to the thick handled rotating pull-up bar. Like no one's going to train stuff like that. Would Boz do that at the games? Maybe, but like what, what else is here, right? There's even a quote from the article. I think that says something along the lines of, yeah, we had this dude make this pull-up bar that rotates, it takes someone that can do 30 unbroken pull-up bar, uh, 30 unbroken pull-ups and makes them only be able to do two or three before they drop off the bar. So is this the reason for the grips? Is it because the pull-up bar is thicker? Is it because it rotates? Like, all this is super OG. It's not new. It's just new to you. That kind of quote of like, nah, pirouettes aren't new. Double under crossovers aren't new. Mike Mirsky was crushing them in your in your video, right? He yeah, was doing yeah. double under crossovers.
1: Oh, that's right. Matt Mersky, wow.
0: So yeah, like this kind of thing, like this is, this is there. Like they even talk about the stair masters underneath there. There's old school CrossFit workouts that are like bike stair stepper or run hard for 10 minutes. And everyone makes fun of you if you do stair stepper training, right? It's like things like this. So yeah, like hanging elements. I think we will see a different hanging element. And then when you think about hanging, you think about climbing, too. And you think about, well, how do we normally climb in CrossFit? We normally climb up and down a rope, up and down a pegboard, and that's it. hmm Up and down in, a hill. Sure. In, in Egypt. Stairs. In Stairs. Egypt, well, climb. I'm talking about climbing, like with okay, your hands. Okay, okay. Well, in Egypt last year, uh, Brent Fakowski was there. They did horizontal pegboards. So you had to mm-hmm. go, you had to traverse the pegboard across. Much different than up and down, right? An entirely different stimulus. Something really cool that could come up. All we've done is climb up and down pegboards. We did legless pegboards last year. Maybe maybe the pegboard takes a break, or maybe we turn it and we do that. Look at some of the oldest main site workouts. There's a picture of this thing called the Xterra circuit. And there's ropes and a cargo net, but the cargo net's suspended high in the air it's not climbing up and over and down the cargo net. It's climbing across the cargo net. So there's slack in the bottom. And every time you pull your grip gets fatigued more and more and more. Like this is like Greg probably drew this out with arrows and they posted it. Right. Go yeah. up. The, like, look at those ladders guys. Those ladders look exactly the same as Dave's obstacle course in 2017. Exactly the same as the ladder they climbed up at the very end to finish that workout.
1: And Dave also had those ladders in his uh, personal gym at home. There is a video from the Tahoe Throwdown somewhere where they go up a pegboard, then they go horizontal, and then they go back down.
0: Yeah. So we think about climbing always in this plane. I was just like, you go up, you come down, you go up, come down. But in, in the obstacle courses, there's three or four ropes, and you traverse the ropes, right? You go across the ropes. Or you see a cargo net. Or you um, do monkey bars, right? Well, what if they did like a killer cage rewrite and you did a bike and you went across the monkey bars, but the monkey bars spun. Or you go across the monkey bars and when you get to the end, you have to come back backwards. And what a lot of people don't know is that doing monkey bars backwards is much easier. It puts your head in a position where you're closer to the bar you're never reaching out you're just leaning back and reaching up and just subtle subtle new could anyone do
1: the monkey bars backwards at the crossfit games would they have told you no you
0: got to do them forward back back when they did the original killer cage i don't know like like how they told people they couldn't do backwards double unders um it, it is easier and i mean most people would do it no problem it's just a little bit more of a neurological orient, uh, orientation type thing where it might be kind of scary but yeah like horizontal climbing traversing not something that we see a lot but that i think is a, is a good chance that some of those things will come back i'll just the apparatus that we're doing are hanging from in workouts never really changes up uh, pull up bar, rings uh sometimes rope sometimes pegboard okay but like what else can we do to make that harder without just increasing the reps that hey, idea
1: uh, um it it seems absolutely as functional to do forward jump ropes as backward jump ropes right i mean th- that's got to be something that is coming sooner or later right the backwards jump rope
0: yeah i mean i know athletes that practice backwards double unders all the time and and i, I know i know someone that can do like 20 unbroken whenever they want backwards double I mean, unders
1: it's yeah it's just it can't, like
0: it, it, yeah, you just you just practice it 5 or 10 minutes a day and you adapt.
1: And it, it, it it's it's not a it's not a gimmick any more than any other double under. I guess is what I'm saying. It's not an impractical movement.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, and we yeah, like it's it's very it's how most kids learn how to jump rope. I know I I learned how to jump rope backwards before I could do a forward.
1: Yeah, Josh Bridges, I mean, his famous story is he
0: came to CrossFit jumping
1: rope backward. backwards. backwards. Yeah. He, he did backwards double-unders. Uh, the Unknown. Holy shit. Another $100. Because I won't be able to watch Friday show live, and please come on, JR. I know it's late, but those shows are awesome. JR, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I would like to invite invite you to Friday's show if you're available with uh, – and and I, I and I would not have invited you if this guy hadn't had given me two hundred dollars. But 50, 50, I... 50
0: right? So I've made a hundred so <laughs> far.
1: But uh, but I wouldn't. Uh, but I but I still would love for you to be there. Um. Uh. Jeremy eat world five dollars. Do you think there's a reason Dave never went the route? Boz has been going. What I, I'm not sure what he's referencing. What's he referencing?
0: Well, I'm. Yeah, I'd be curious to know what Jeremy thinks the route is at this point. Right. I think we need like three years until we really see. Okay, like. Uh, I'm making legitimate rec speculations here. Like just trying to find and dig and find things that, um, maybe people have forgotten about in their training and basing his quotes of like, if you're not experimenting, if you're not exploring your fitness, you're not doing it right. And it shouldn't just be the same old, same old, all the time. I mean, we should pull up this picture of this single system pull-up bar too, Because like the rotating pull-up bar or like a thick pull-up bar, no one thinks about, like, if you hang a pull-up bar from straps, you eliminate the ability to do something like a butterfly movement. And you have to kip because it essentially moves the thing. And I'm really hoping Boz doesn't use these because I plan on using McCrucible, Crucible. Spoiler alert, right? This is a really different apparatus. The bar moves every time you swing and every time you kip. So if you want to try to do a chest to bar on this, the movement takes so much longer. If you're just doing a chin over the bar pull up, the movement takes so much longer. If it takes longer, there's more grip fatigue. There's more neurological fatigue, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, this kind of thing is like a stretch, but like, Hey, these things are available to buy. Like people buy these things. (laughs) You're muted. Why do you why do you think this thing is a stretch? I don't think it's a stretch. It's just oh, another okay. one. Of, it's just another one of those tools that. I mean, all, all this stuff's kind of funky, right? This is all very like. But oh, there's yeah. no
1: gimmick here. This is legit.
0: Yeah, I have one, and it's nasty.
1: But but I mean, this is legit. Uh, put this on on one end of a uh, um, of the stadium. You got to do 15 of these, uh, and, and then do a far, heavy farmer's carry to the other side, and do some other weird shit, and then run back and, right? I mean, this is no one's gonna be like oh that's a gimmick or that's stupid I mean this is more realistic than the crossover the double the double under crossover
0: I mean how many people are how many people are doing Helen or doing Fran or doing Angie and using a bar that moves around I've never seen it no you're just you're just using a regular pull-up bar
1: but it's but it but it seems totally chill you know where I thought they were going to go with the pull-ups is um uh Kind of where they went with the bar muscle ups with a thicker bar. But I thought at some point they would make it so you're doing pull ups on something that's not round and that you mm. can't get your fingers purchased over the top. You know what I mean? Like a like a like a four by six log.
0: Yeah. Like again, going back to the whole grip thing, there there is something, whether they're carrying it or they're hanging from it, there is a reason why they came out and just put that rule out there with the grips. There has to be.
1: Um, I would love this. I don't think there's any fucking chance in hell they ever do it. 50 foot rope climb. I would love to see ridiculously high rope climbs. I just Mason
0: is like, Mason is like on point with this kind of statement though, because I've thought about and we've talked about before how do you continue to make a rope climb challenging? Okay, you make the rope thick, they've done that once. You can cut half of it off, they've done that once, couple use it a couple times. You can say start from a seated position. Sure. You could say, start from a seated position, control it on the way down. They've done that now. They never did it with alpaca or they never did it with the alpaca in, a, in an L position, but they could, he could revisit that and come back to it. So it's probably not safe to continue to try to make the rope higher. So what can you do to simulate this? Well, back in the day, like 2002, 2003, 2004, rope climbs were only, pr- were up most of the time programmed as a double up. And what that meant was, it's like a touch-and-go rope climb. And there's a picture of of this where you climb the rope, you control the descent, and as soon as your toe tap, taps the floor, you jump right back up and you go back up again. So no pause on the floor is allowed. So what if they did like a rope climb biathlon where you had to do five touch-and-go rope climbs or seven touch-and-go rope climbs? So essentially, you're hanging from the rope for like a minute straight instead of just like seven or eight seconds and getting to come down and rest. How do you enforce that tap? Well, again, I don't think they would use the toe tap. So what I think they would do is similarly to how they put the tape line at the bottom for this legless descent. They would just say, Hey, there's this tape line six feet off the ground. You control down. And as soon as your hands go below that, you go right back up. So you never come down and touch the pad ever. So you just go up, and then you get to a certain height on the way down, and that clears you to go back up. But there has they have to be unbroken. So you're not able to come down and rest. You have to do all five in a row, or else there's a penalty lap that you have to run. So I think that idea of introducing something where there's a true penalty for not doing it unbroken will come back. God, Colton looks
1: amazing. I know that's not the point of this. It's to show his touch and go, but dude holy shit there's something really nice about just a uh, unfinished plywood gym huh yeah it's cool that's how the that's how my barn gym looks that's beautiful why, why have the hole up there oh so the rings could be mounted directly onto like some sort of beam yeah yeah that's crazy so
0: yeah like think like doing something like a, a rope climb biathlon or or a pegboard biathlon you are like all right cool you got to do five touch and go pegboard if you break them. You got to go run extra. Like thinking about ways to make the movements more demanding without just making the rope higher, making the pegboard higher, doing twice as many reps. You just change little rules like that. We're like, hey, you don't want to row hard because Jackie's not going to hurt if you don't row hard. Okay, now I'm going to make you row hard. Sorry. Like that's very much his style of doing things that, Won't allow you to pace. Won't allow you to trust your normal limitations. You have to take risks. Anything like that.
1: Uh, Sarah Cox, thank you. Uh, Let it be known uh, 100%. uh, No questions fucking asked that I would not be doing the behind the scenes if it wasn't for California peptides and Sarah Cox. I would not you have to know that i can't emphasize that enough i can't believe this is the first time i've said that shows what an ungrateful prick i am uh, i would not um if sarah uh, wasn't taking care of me so let that let that be known thank you sarah and it, and it's going to be fucking crazy she's made it so easy on me i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder it for you guys are you you going
0: to the games uh, Jer? yeah i'm flying in uh monday night late and then i'll be leaving friday so i'm coaching uh coaching one of my coaches Who's competing in the adaptive on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Who's that? Noelle Henderson.
1: Uh, oh yeah, she, I've heard you. T- go she ahead. was
0: number one. She was number one after the open, so pressure's on, right?
1: What uh, are they in um, age groups, or they're
0: just? So they they only have five that go. So they top five from the open went to the games. And, in and what's her
1: what's her d- d- um, limitation?
0: CP. Cerebral what? palsy. CP.
1: Oh. And has she been before?
0: No. She she barely missed out uh last year. So this is it's a lot of hard work. She's but this
1: good. but this year she's top dog?
0: Yeah, she's number one after the qualifying stage. So does she talk? Did She'll you, be ready. Oh yeah, she's cool. Oh, I'd that's, like to have her on the show. That's at Mayhem. Yeah.
1: Where is she right now? She's training at your gym though?
0: Yeah, she lives here in Spartanburg.
1: And you're staying with Hiller,
0: yeah, Hiller, Alexis, you're in Taylor. House. As Liz, I ask these questions, realize, oh, I'm like,
1: I know the answers to these questions. That's right.
0: Will, Will too. Brandstetter's coming. Yep. Fuck, it's gonna be a party. Yeah. i But hey, sure. while we're still on climbing, because I'm, I got, I got to put this in there because yeah, I'm really it. hoping. Like, I think Taylor was a year ahead of his of his prediction. So last year we did this prediction show. Taylor self said that he he's waiting on them to incorporate climbing in a more like untraditional rock climbing type setting. So I I did a lot of digging around and found a lot of stuff about campus boards, about holds, which climbing holds are just like little fake rocks, right? And I'm pretty sure Tia and Justin both in their home gym have these. And you could get these exactly placed in the same holes in lanes and go back and forth on this as a like spin off of uh any high pulling workout like a fran or something like that where normally we only see these kind of things happen in like an obstacle course type setting but what if like these kind of different pulling hanging climbing movements like what if you do a traditional barbell lift with this or what if you get on a machine and you go hard like for five minutes on the bike erg and you're completely out of breath and you got to traverse these climbing holds so i i do wonder like while height is a concern right you can't climb but so high but you can go across you can traverse things horizontally and so i think that like maybe taylor's prediction it's like starts to come to fruition here is there going to be a way that That climbing, testing athleticism, testing grip endurance in a I'm not hanging from a bar, I'm not hanging from the rings, I'm not hanging from the rope. Like, like How many people are training these kinds of things? I know Adrian has said a couple times in your podcast from years ago that him and his brother went to climbing gyms a lot. He did a lot of climbing in his past and how it just lit your back up for days, just the tiny muscles in your in your extensors and your forearms and all that, like, like that's a past experience. Uh, we know bill can freaking make anything he wants. Like, will we see another iteration of climbing start to make its way?
1: And, and what do you think? Is, is that something you're putting
0: uh, a lot of weight on? Not a lot. Like, I don't feel as strongly about that as I do about um, like static holds and throwing um and like jumping, but I think that there's a really good, I think as a high, high possibility for sure. Dude, I would love that. And I, and I think like, think about who, you know, for, for climbing. Like we know Laura is an amazing rock climber Horvat, but we've never got to see her show how good she is at that compared to the other fittest people in the world. But we know who the really strong people are and we get to see them against the other fittest people in the world, showcase how much stronger they are. Or we get to see Janikowski show how much of a better swimmer he is than everyone else. So like this is just another one of those things. We're like, yeah, they're not going to put a belay on and do it like this, I don't think. But there are ways to she'll show how good she is at this specific thing without actually doing this. Damn, that's crazy. And that's so hard. Like she makes that look so easy. It's so hard.
1: Uh any what else, uh, JR? That's that's and that's a uh, 102 minutes of just <coughs> fucking ideas. That was amazing. What yeah. else? Any any sorry, anything I'm else? Sorry, I'm
0: sorry if everyone's asleep.
1: No, fuck! Are you kidding me? People are glued to this shit.
0: People love this. You know, we didn't do it in like bullet point style. We just kind of jumped around and still pretty much hit everything. Um, I really don't. I really don't know of anything that we didn't talk about. Is um, there anything that you're not comfortable sharing? Are there some
1: ideas you have that either um, you think make yourself too vulnerable? Like, oh, that's some crackpot shit. Like, um. Or for some reason you don't want to give them out that you've only given them out to like maybe your athletes.
0: There are things I've only shared with a select few people. Is there is there a reason for that? Um, because I like have skin in the game because I care about their success and if I'm going to come on here and like tell everyone a week before that as I'm finding these <laughs> things as i'm finding these things throughout the season i'll shoot him a text and just be like hey dude i would probably start doing this a little bit this is this is a little bit too much to ignore type thing
1: what about this um this uh movement we keep seeing everywhere all of us it just or it just popped on my radar is the muscle-ups on the rope. why why is that popped up in the last month week who are you speaking about specifically well, I saw, I saw Abigail Domit do it, but then I saw like two or three other people on Instagram doing it. And for, that means if someone, someone did it or someone heard something. And now all of a sudden everyone's showing that. Well,
0: did you say something? If, if you're, if you're talking about like in this, in this setting, like yeah. to me, we saw a lot of strongman influence a lot of iron game influence, right? From, from Rogue, you know, we saw them do the goblet workout with the goblet squat. We get some goblet squats in the programming this year. We, we see um, a sandbag ladder at the games. We see a log clean and press press ladder at Rogue. So we see some, we see some like, um, I don't want to say collaboration, but we see some like, Synergy, um, at least inspiration, maybe I think is a okay. Good word. Inspiration. Like I think that's cool. I think if if I see something that's programmed that looks really cool, I'll steal it and see how it works and program it. And you see like that log bar muscle up workout from Rogue, and you're like, hey, I wonder if you could like make a rope like really taut, and like I wonder if it'd be stable enough to like do a muscle up on it. If anything, it's just training some coordination and like, it's not unsafe. So maybe that's why people are starting to experiment like that. I mean, something like a bar pullover is, is really sexy right now. People are doing a lot of burpee bar pullovers. Like I said, pullovers were on main site. Um, you know, they kind of make you dizzy, but it is just something to do under fatigue. That's a little bit more demanding neurologically. I understand why they're doing it, but they've done They've done pullovers at Camp Pendleton in the original obstacle course. They had to do a pullover. So it's not like it hasn't been programmed before. It's just most people don't think about that as, oh, that doesn't count. That was an obstacle course at Camp Pendleton. Oh, well, you do a fireman pole, right? Why don't they climb up a a metal pole and touch something and slide down? Why does it have to be a rope? like I think something like that could absolutely happen like why? spit on your hands people like spit on your hands you see them at playgrounds all the
1: time but yeah.
0: everyone just used to climb this rope but like yeah why don't you just climb up a piece of metal touch and come down and keep climbing up and what does it do to your grip and and what do you wear do you wear no grips do you wear grips like no you don't wear grips like and I think this is the point of like getting people to think about movement Outside of how the movement gets tested in competition only. Which is where you sort of started the show. Correct. Hey, what
1: about um, uh, muscle-ups with ropes? Two, two, two out there?
0: Like that video of um, Heber?
1: No, no, no. Uh, oh, so, like uh, with
0: the two. Yeah I, I, yeah, I think that's like a recipe for like a sprained wrist or something. Yeah.
1: Okay. Too g- gimmicky? I
0: think so. But putting two ropes in each lane and climbing it like that. You mean like this? Coming back, yeah. Like
1: Donkey Kong?
0: Yeah. Correct. Uh, uh, um, like something like that I don't think is is like lame or like goofy. Like I think it's just I think it's a lot of cr- a lot of arm wrestlers do it. It's arm wrestling training, that's for sure. Yeah, and maybe two, you two big ropes. Maybe you don't have to come down like that. You know, you can you can go up, you can t- get to the top and then you can just bring both hands to one rope to come down. But yeah, like I think something like a fireman pole, or um, like we talked about monkey bars, um, but having to do them, you know, in it like sideways or backwards or something like that. I think all those kind of things are 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 fair game, um, and and I hope that some stuff like that comes out. Like a lot of people probably thought Elizabeth Elevated was a really like risky workout, not knowing that like P bars were in the original CrossFit Santa Cruz gym and that people trained on them all the time. And then when they saw that workout, I know when I saw that workout was my favorite workout from the games last year, favorite one, because it was a spin on a classic benchmark workout and because it incorporated something that caught a lot of people off guard and let some people who actually had a background using that implement like Pat Vellner, like shine where he's probably never been on those in 10 years.
1: Well, and uh, it, it checks the box of what you said, Ariel Lowen won, right?
0: On the women's side. Um I'm not sure that she won the event. I know she was going head to head with Tia there at the at the end. Um but yeah, that sounds right. I think she did win.
1: Either way, she did well, and that checks the box that yep. you were saying that it also lets people kind of shine with a movement that's not a, a traditional movement. We get to see, we get to see some other like if we saw Laura Horvat or what other athletes are going to quickly adapt to to using the rocks on the side of the cage. Right.
0: Well like you see a workout like that and a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, who has a gymnastics background?" Okay, fair. But n- not a, but sometimes there are workouts like that that's like we've never seen anyone do this thing before. Like who's going to know Spencer Hendel is going to be amazing at a pegboard? And then everyone got to see it at the games, and was like, "Oh my gosh, Spencer's awesome at the pegboard.
1: He's a big dude. Yeah,
0: this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've wow. Seen yeah, I mean, he's all awesome strung two together. Wow. Uh, what else we got, Jr. I don't want to get off the show, and you're like, "Fuck, I should have said
0: that." there's been some things here and there that I probably wish I would have articulated a little bit more eloquently, but um, I get excited and just start talking in circles. I know uh,
1: g- g- uh, anything in the gymnastics realm uh, c- that, that c- completely out there um, that you want to bring up. Hmm. I do like, I do like what you said about the total. What if the total was with dumbbells? I, I think that's, Oh, the- that's the only time I've heard that you're the first person I've heard yeah. say that, and it's not. I think that that's a very, very, very
0: fair uh, thought. Yeah. Well, there's there's a main site picture that I sent you there too, um, that Caleb can pull up. Hey, so what would we see? We would actually
1: was, see it, someone snatch the heaviest dumbbell we've ever seen in um, a CrossFit competition. Someone, yeah, I mean, you would have snatch a hundred fifty pound dumbbell. Right,
0: like you would have to think the snatch is with a is with one, and then the clean and jerk could be with one. They could do a one arm, um, but then also it could it could be with two. So, um, God, I I don't would know, be, though. It, dude. It feels, that would be
1: tremendous, dude. That would be an amazing event to see dudes trying to go for a two hundred. Someone, do you think someone snatches a two hundred pound dumbbell?
0: I don't know. 200, 200 sounds really heavy for one, for one arm. Just the grip. Like just the grip strength to break the floor. Not that they can't support it overhead with one with one arm. But like seeing someone like Braun, like Bronislaw, do something mm. like that would mm. be like a would be a show. Um Yeah, I that's a huge stretch. Like I'm I'm really reading into that because unlike last year when they just said big lifts return on Saturday night, they didn't say anything specifically like Olympic weightlifting total. You have 20-second intervals to lift, <laughs> to snatch and then to clean and jerk. I think they've, they've probably given too many details for that to be a possibility.
1: Yeah, isn't that interesting? Uh, last year, it was lift as many times as you want. Mm. And this year, it's like you have two 20- Two per lift. Yeah, yeah two 20-second
0: yeah. <laughs> windows, and that's it. And, it. and yeah, they snatched at semifinals, but it was under some fatigue. And now it appears that it's going to be under no fatigue but what's cool about it to a lot of people is that you have to be fit enough to get to go heavy because it is after a cut um i wish we could see the whole field do that because i think there are going to be some people that do get cut on both the male and female side that we want to see put on that show so
1: you're not a fan of the cuts no no JR JR and I have our differences very severe very very
0: and and you're very, you're very you're very in that camp like you're 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 yeah I just think that I that I, I think of I think of everything from a programming standpoint and I think that when you have cuts and then the more cuts that you have you really really have to be as accurate as possible with the ordering of the events And then even if you are, they're still going to be, well, they didn't take the whole test. So who knows what would have actually happened standpoint. I said this on shut up and scribble when you have two sets of cuts and you have four days of competition. So we got Thursday, Friday, then they cut. So Thursday and Friday have to stand alone as a great test of all around fitness because you don't want to cut someone that's really strong because you haven't tested strength. You don't want to cut someone that's very enduring because you haven't done the endurance test yet and it's coming later in the weekend. So Thursday and Friday have to be standalone. Well, so does Saturday because Saturday you're cutting. So if you program Saturday really biased, but you say, well, wait, 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 Sunday, we're going to balance that out. You can't say that because the people that get cut after Saturday don't don't get to balance themselves on Sunday. So you have three competitions essentially in one that have to stand alone.
1: Yeah, that's so, the part I so love. Whole, I love that
0: part. I love so, that so, part. So the whole, the whole point of it lets us take the gloves off with the programming, to me, is incorrect. No, it actually handcuffs the programming more because if you program gymnastics heavy on Saturday, but you're going to come back around and balance it out on Sunday, those people don't get to balance it out because they're
1: done you 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 call it handcuffs i think um around art there are limitations when creating things and those limitations are are, are what make the art right so you have pencil mm-hmm. and paper and, and you draw something you have um glue and sticks and you make something i hear you i hear you i still love i I still i love them it's gonna i think it adds to the drama and yeah, I, think I can't for disagree the most- with
0: you on that it, it does make it more it does we will watch with way more excitement knowing that someone that we care about make it cut
1: and that excitement might be anger, be pissed off, but but people will be the, people will be bought in, right? People are everyone's going to have a reaction on uh, three times during the event. That's like fuck. And what will really suck for me is is if like someone like Annie gets cut in the first cut, and you're like, see, like someone who I want to see <laughs> go to the podium.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I get, I get twenty nineteen. <laughs> nightmares when i think about it and think about like um certain people who i know are going to excel later in the weekend not taking the whole test so like you're you're telling them that they weren't good enough just based on the three to six workouts that they did not based on the whole test or i think about the first or second year athlete that's using the games as the ultimate barometer to see where they're at and they get cut at 21st going into Sunday. So they go into the off season thinking they're 21st, but they didn't get to take the Sunday test. Maybe they climbed to 14. Maybe they dropped to 27. So they have this unknown, um, they have this unknown, uh, um, like reality. Oh right,
1: right. I hear you i hear what you're trying to explain right how far do i how far <laughs> do i have to go or how right. close am i <laughs> right so right yeah hey um what do you think about um something like I, I i was never a fan of like paddle boards or the canoeing or any of that shit like i don't think that place has any place in in the crossfit games do you have any thoughts on that
0: i, I think as like just something that gets done once yeah. it's awesome um I think I remember Dave being asked if stand-up paddleboarding specifically would ever be at the CrossFit Games. It was like one of the first times he said flat out no. But it he was, like, wasn't
1: it? It has been there, hasn't it? N-
0: not stand-up. Not standing up on a board and paddling.
1: That that wasn't. They didn't do that one year.
0: No, they've done it proned, like on their stomach, and then they've okay. done it. They've like basically kayaked, but they okay. haven't. They haven't stood up and done it. And I think Dave came out and was like, "That is such a skill that it like." starts to blur the line with actual fitness
1: and and and, and, uh, and i have no i don't think it's there's any place a for any piece. wrestling or, or sumo or fighting or any of that shit either yeah
0: i don't know i i kind of think as the last workout of the games trying to impose your will on someone physically to try to keep them from doing something or you to do something else i think there's a lot of fitness there
1: is there anything you can do with that with that, that that doesn't involve combat since there, that's such a, a high skill leveled art like tug of, like like tug of rope
0: yeah, like a like a tug of war type thing. I mean, that's yeah. the closest thing, maybe. And I know Rogue did that with teams one year. So they they did do that with teams, tug of war. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that good? Uh I think some people fell on either side. Wow, Joust. joust. Holy shit. So Elliot Miller. <laughs> Miller is scheduled to be our, our guest next next week on Shut Up and Scribble. Individual athlete. Uh, yeah, really good athlete, Tonight. semifinalist athlete. Is she going to the games? Uh, not this year, but she's supposed to be coming to Crucible. Oh, good. You made me feel, get worried because I don't remember inviting her on. She's awesome. She's she's um She was actually one of the first people who I saw come to the defense of the programming and address the issue that the skills test has been given no details at all, but we have a lot of details for the weightlifting unknown and we're pretty much said straightforward 5k run. But yet there's no, like the skills are going to be handstand. They're going to be hanging and they're going to be something with a rope, but they don't give all the details they give. They've given no details. And she was actually like in the comment section, one of the first people to, to bring this up like publicly and to kind of go at it with some people in the comment section, which was really cool. She, she Is that, is that a stuff. good
1: thing that they haven't given any details? No, what I think. The, I'm not I, sure I, what are the implications. I'm not sure what you're
0: implying. So the specialists in those categories now know, okay, cool. I, I get a chance at a home run. I'm a really good runner. Okay, cool. I'm I'm one of the strongest people. So I know that I get to do that if I don't get cut. But the skills people are kind of left in the dark.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: this is really good. This is this is really good to read.
1: Uh, she says, why are the details for the other two single modality tests released ahead of time? A. A. L. E. L. E. L. E. A. Miller says, but L-A. not the details for the gymnastics tests. We know the specific movement and distance for the monostructural 5K run. And we know the specific format, and specific lifts for the Olympic total snatch and clean and jerk 20 lifting uh, 20 second lifting windows, two attempts each. Why allow gym, gymnasts the opportunity to practice the other two single modality tests ahead of time but not allow the other specialists the opportunity to practice the gymnastics test ahead of time? Boom. Oh. Oh, fuck. She kind of fucked me up there. I thought she was being a whiny little bitch. That, that's, uh, no, that's legit. Yeah, that last sentence fucking ties,
0: puts a little bow around it, huh? Wow. Wow yeah and i and I get some of the arguments here of like- c- can you really get better at a five k in two weeks? can you really get stronger well, no, but you have that you have that knowledge at least of what's coming so yeah, it's um she's a huge fan of the show, and I think she's gonna be a great guest to get on and, and talk programming with she clearly knows her stuff,
1: yeah uh you could if there was something that you were going to make the biggest improvement on it would be, it skills. Would be skills test over strength and, and 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 running the 5k right without a doubt
0: so it is a it's an interesting discussion
1: yeah it's a cool discussion
0: god who knew there was so much to talk about
1: um okay so uh, gymnastics we talked about uh weightlifting we talked about uh any what about um endurance any any anything innovative there that that you can see um uh maybe less machines but it's still going to be running or long distance swimming
0: or um, yeah. medium swimming or i don't think they're going to swim this year that's a i guess that's a pretty big prediction
1: you don't think they're going to swim this year
0: i think there will be no swimming
1: what would make? When's the last time they did no swimming? Ooh. Jr. needs a lamp. Uh, uh, it's late there, and he sure yeah, the do. fuck does need a lamp. I've been it's been eating away at me the whole show, but and he's better to look at than me too. He definitely needs a lamp. Uh, wh- why not swimming, Jr.? That's crazy. That's crazy talk. You think so? You think they'll be kayaking or fucking paddle
0: boarding or some shit? Yeah, I, I think they could be on the water, but I don't think there will be any swimming.
1: When's the last time there wasn't swimming?
0: That's a really good question, and I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, it's been a long time. God, Velner's going love that if that's maybe, true. Yeah, but I, I do think that the way the the events have been laid out, and we kind of know two of them. Like we're gonna, we can assume that Helen's still gonna have some running, and we know there's a 5K run that some of the adapted divisions are doing. 5K ski. I think it would be beautiful from a programming standpoint if there was a third running workout throughout the weekend and it was a true sprint, whether there was agility, some lateral movement, like some of the shuttle sprints in the past where it's just a straight foot race. You have 400-meter repeats where you have to run hard, but it's still maximal. You've got a long endurance run, and then you've got a sprint. I think that would be awesome if there were three running workouts and we got a little different variety there with each one. From a machine standpoint, though... I do predict that the bike erg will make its debut at the CrossFit Games. And for a lot of people that are thinking, what do you mean the bike erg? The bike erg has never been used in CrossFit Games competition for individuals. Not once. Only row and ski. The bike erg was used last year for the Masters and the Teens in a workout very similar to the Skills 1 and 2, where they did a max bike erg calorie, a weighted pull-up max, which I still think still could come out for the individuals. I'll throw that out there. Way to pull up as a test this year and wonder at max front squat, but the biker, the stationary bike has never been used in the CrossFit games since it's been made. We had the watt bike with the killer cage, but the biker, a non fan stationary bike has not been it, the concept two has not been used. And I think this year it will be used whether or not they actually do biking like road biking or mountain biking. I think the bike erg will get used this year. And Madison's home to like Trek or
1: Specialized or some shit. Trek, I believe.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. But I do think the bike erg will make its way into the programming. And it never has before for individuals. Not at any stage. You think the bike's going to be in there since Trek's there? And they've been a good partner? I could see them biking twice. It it would, it would, eh.
1: I think they're bike. I think they're trekking. I, I can't see them not trekking
0: with Trek being there. I'd rather have them actually bike than do a stationary bike. Yeah, me too.
1: All right, buddy. Uh, are we going to see you Friday night?
0: Uh, This Friday for Tyler's show? Yeah. I, think oh, I so. like it
1: how it's called Tyler's
0: show. Shit. Do you like that? Yeah. Put all the pressure on him.
1: Uh, uh, you guys, just so you know, p- part of the this week's show is we are going to look at uh, Tyler Watkins' Uh fitness fantasy app which is he's killing so many people have signed up um so he'll be on the show and we'll be talking about that we can everyone pull out their phones and we'll all sign up at the same time it'll be cool all right uh if we left any stones unturned uh jr will be back this friday or sometime
0: soon <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of people who said he was an idiot see He didn't get anything right. That's why I reminded everybody that a broken clock is right twice a day. So last year, it was just the broken clock thing.
1: Uh, And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, I have someone on. I don't even know how to say their name, but I'm excited to have them on. Mikhail Weslowski. Then I have Jake Douglas on at 7.45 a.m. Then I'm going to take the afternoon off. Just chill. And then... uh, in the evening, Paige Powers, one of my favorite guests I've ever had on. Cool as shit. God, I like to see her do great. And then later on this week, wow, we start early. Tuesday morning, we start at 6.15 a.m. Pacific Standard Time with Nick Matthew. Uh, then Olivia Kerstetter. Then Kaike Cerveni. Then Emily Rolfe in the evening. Then the next day, we started uh, Luke Parker, Paige Semenza, James Sprague. Holy shit. Colton Merton's Jack Farlow. Uldis Upanex, Jamie Simmons. I heard she's a real, I heard she's a great guest. You ever watch a podcast with her,
0: Jer? I want to say I have heard one with her, but I don't remember whose podcast it was. Someone told me today she's fucking the bomb. I can't wait.
1: And then uh, the CrossFit Games Update show. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, my goodness. Sunday, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time all of the people, the filmmakers who will be helping me, the team behind the scenes will be on 7 a.m. Sunday morning. You will get to see us all, ask us any questions. Um, That's going to be fucking dope. And then on the 31st Monday, I fly to Madison.
0: I meet JR. That's right.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Let's do it. There's no
0: chance it's not going to be an awkward handshake, hug, whatever. We're they, going to go in at different times. It's going to be. It's going to be, <laughs> awesome. It's
2: going
1: to be awesome. Yeah, I, the first thing you're going to say is, "Wow, your cock is huge. You weren't joking." Precisely. Um. Okay. Uh. And don't forget, uh, I have begged, begged to come onto the CrossFit Games podcast to make the announcement for the behind the scenes. I deserve the promotion on HQ's, uh, prestigious podcast hosted by chase ingram and adrian conway so maybe those fucking ding dongs will give me a little love and invite me on there i'll bring cookies or some shit and milk all right good night bye